Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. Um, or the, um, I mean, you guys also have to regulate how many um, people are in the store at once because before in the grocery store they would have only you could only take the uh the cart cartwheel yeah yeah the cart. and now you don't now now you have to drop your coin again yeah <laughs> like, you know they, they're back to that i'm like oh wait what? exactly you can take baskets you can take the carts i'm like on this you know it's like pretty much back to normal the only place where we still feel like okay there's covid around this on the public transport that's the uh, like you know hefe bay or the ns they still require you yeah. to wear a mask they don't but play other than that i mean it's a, it's a, it's a free uh, it's, a, it's a free ride you can do what you want you can do what you want and uh that's about it well uh wherever you are tuning in from uh welcome to africa on focus it's myself and donnie and uh we are talking about very important things uh at this moment of course vaccination is a serious thing we are seriously wondering how is it going at your end uh are you required to vaccinate have you taken uh your vaccination and do you even wear a mask well, if we look in the UK, you know, um, office workers in England are not obliged to be vaccinated. But then again, England has been one of the front runners when it comes to, you know, being vaccinated. Of course, they were also um, um, great. They were also graced to have their own variant. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and they're really dealing with the same thing. Um, the government there will... Um, they won't go as far as requiring vaccine passports for entry to shops or pubs in England. Uh, the transport secretary Grant Shop says um, some nightclubs require an NHS COVID pass for entry, while some football clubs have said they will also ask for proof of vaccination or a negative test. And Downing Street's uh, continued insistence that so-called jabs for jobs policy is for individual businesses comes after some firms announce plans to make COVID-19 vaccination obligatory for all the workers. Um, so there is also an ongoing discussion. And I think yeah. for most of the Western countries that bumps, you know, with the policy of, of government or the country policy is that they cannot make it obligatory to you know get a vaccination or else it would take people's mind back to you what was it the period before world war ii where you know the jews had to wear a star oh, yeah. you know what i mean like that can't happen again um well boris johnson uh, announced earlier this month that vaccine passports would be compulsory to enter busy venues so such as the nightclubs in a move that provoked an immediate backlash from conservative mm. backbenchers and the entertainment sector so what you see is even when you go there and touch on that topic, people will be going mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so ask on a Friday about the question of um, employees receiving two vaccine doses before they go back to the office. Uh, Shaps told ITV's Good Morning Britain it was a good idea, but said we are not going to make that legislation that every adult has to be double vaccinated before they go back to the office. So ruling out vaccine passport for entry to shops or pubs. He also said, I don't know why this is a particular controversial 
nine out of 10 people have had their first vaccination. That is true, you know, and are going uh, on to have their second. So most people have already had their vaccinations anyway. And I'm talking about adults who have had their vaccinations anyway. Interesting. It's very interesting. So what would you do if you would be working at a major company? Would you do it because they tell you to, or would you be up for heavy debate? <laughs> um, you know, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, I think, I think it's, it's a matter of not for, for work, but for leisure or for entertainment, that's, you know, it's something different. That's yeah. a, really a choice. Yeah. But work is so serious or it's, there's, it's, um, how do you say it? You can't take it lightly mm. and it's not always or most of the time it's not even by choice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um so to to make that kind of um to give people that kind of um, ultimatum where they have to choose the vaccine or their job, I think that's a really that's a pretty serious um case and um I I, I think it's very un- uncomfortable for people or or to put people in that kind of position right so they have to think um, really deep about that and that's where the pushback is coming from it's not necessarily that you want to ask people to um vaccine or to show that they are um, that they have their vaccine yeah no is the fact that for what purpose or what is what if they don't you know show it or what if they don't have the vaccine like what happens to them i think that is uh that's the bigger deal yeah yeah it is um but for myself i have no i i don't i don't know i don't know if i would be able to out that's i, I think that will be my uh, point of contention as well or point yeah. of um, argument it's the fact that it's not that i might not want to get the vaccine or i will get the vaccine but i will not get it because of my work or you know it's, it's you know i just i don't i don't like that kind of yeah, I think that that's where a lot of people get. Yeah, it's a sensitive topic because yeah. you're now forcing people to. Right. Yeah. So it's like you know. I think that's what it is. That's what triggers the controversy. Yeah. You and know. I, I I do I I stand behind that, but you know it's it's left to see for how long. <laughs> for how long? Um, yeah. It's the same thing with what if what if airlines start saying that too. You know, before you can fly, for their workers. No, uh, for for their passengers if klm decides or isn't it what they're saying British already Airways decides that you have to show a negative um or a COVID um that you have your vaccine before you can board the uh you can fly to wherever okay so not test but the vaccine the test, thing okay vaccine, right, right right so then that that if once they do that then actually governments are a, a, a big pressure will be taken off of government because now it's not their requirement that you need a vaccine mm-hmm. to come inside their country. No, that the airline has decided that. So right. it's okay. You know, they are like, okay, you know what? We just have to focus on on our own citizen. Yeah. We cannot deal with or we don't have to deal with um, people passing through or travelers. Yeah. We leave that up to the airlines to do that. Mm-hmm. If they if they want to require a PCR test, that's up to them. Or if they want to require a vaccine um, a passport, that's also right. up to them. But I think the focus, um, the, the bigger focus is also on what are the governments going to do with their 
own um, citizens. I know that the Dutch within the EU, they have the vaccine passport actually within the EU is of great help. You literally, you can travel um, to many places if you have already been vaccinated without going to quarantine, without even showing right. uh, a PCR um, test result. So over here, it's working, um, let's say, in the benefit of whomever has it. Yeah. Um, right. But it's not guaranteed for if you are traveling. Not yet. Yeah. It's not guaranteed for if you're going to the UK and you're vaccinated. The, the EU vaccine passport doesn't really count or hold any uh, much weight over there and the other way around but they're working um, towards that mm. i think in the near, near future they will have this one vaccine pass it's like your yellow book the the uh what your health passport thing yeah um you know once you have that then you can pretty much use that to go um anywhere yeah but to what cost hmm this is an interesting, uh, the interesting thing. But I think this is the first time that we are now seeing, uh, such as a a COVID nineteen being slightly, you know, or the how to go about with it yeah. being implemented in in, you know, the way we go about the way we travel, such as you know, probably when yellow fever was a thing. Yeah. Um, it's it's quite interesting. Just uh, don't force people to do something that they don't want to do. Yeah. Do you like? the the pace in which um things are developing or is it going too fast or is it like you know okay are you getting used to it (laughs) okay so first when you know they said oh we have a vaccine that was very fast and it and it proved i mean i think johnson and johnson had to like re re they had to pull back a lot of all of that so it just proves that you know it was going too fast but i think now we're getting into that point where probably right research is being done uh and all of those things um but you know i i would say that um is it going too fast you know what at, at, on, on one hand i don't think it's going too fast because you have to deal with a whole population of which a large percentage is just ready to go back to normal like nothing right. happened mm-hmm. i mean even now i think um okay us that's that's people there are just <laughs> that's different but even here people were like ready yeah. to just do the festivals and things i mean oh yeah i've heard of people in the creative that you know were booked already and oh, yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. within a couple of weeks everything almost everything 90 percent was canceled yep you know what i mean yeah. so you always have people that just want to take it to the extreme so it's like you have to consider that end mm-hmm. Uh, and also the laggards who are kind of like, no, nah, I don't trust. I don't trust no vaccine. Bill Gates, he's, he's not to be trusted, you know. Mm-hmm. So man, that's why I don't do politics because I think oh, that, oh man, dealing with the bigger group of people just makes it difficult. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So I don't think it's going too fast. However, I must say that the Dutch didn't too, didn't do too well with saying, you know, we don't need mask anymore, and yeah. um, yeah. I, I would. <laughs> I would come on man yeah, just I never trusted how you know how they they open things up right right that was that was way too quick and until you can like really consider it as a flu as officially a flu then you do that but not like in yeah. the, at this stage that was that was that was actually that's very wild <laughs> it's wild man it's wild so yeah that that one I don't do but um let's just see how things roll out um yeah, either way, I'm going to have to get it this month, you know, get yeah. getting the first shot and those things. I hope that 
I would still feel my arm because some had a heavy, some people's arms were feeling heavy for two days and stuff like that. Yeah, the first one, <laughs> but then they said what the second one is um, that that one you feel more. Okay. Like that, yeah. The, the first one. The first one is just, you know, you feel it in the arm, but then the second one, people like really get, you know, sick or nauseous on, yeah. the, on the second doses, which is a lot stronger than right. the first the first one. Interesting. But, but if you've had COVID already, you don't only have to take one shot. All right. So that's the thing now because of the antibodies. Right? Yeah, or if you're black. Like <laughs> Yo, I was hoping. So if I actually go for mine i hope i only have to take one but the thing is i've i've never had covid or never. let's say i've never tested posi um, positive no. for covid so i will have to get two shots <laughs> yeah you're gonna you're gonna have to get that absolutely absolutely Man. so it's uh it's interesting times that we're living in um yeah what i would say is you know get your vaccine <laughs> and do you think they actually updated the the vaccine i don't think they have no Right, so no. uh, you know, uh, one one of the things that has also showed is the fact that now more people are being vaccinated, uh, are, are already vaccinated. Well, like in UK, seventy percent have already f received their first dose, and yeah, um, over fifty six have received the second dose. Here right. in the Netherlands, similar um, um, figures, uh, and uh, like for instance, a country like Israel, where sixty percent is fully vaccinated, over sixty five percent is fully vaccinated. You still see like the cases are still you know rising right you know the good thing is that of course the um, the admissions to the hospitals is a lot less than when people are not uh, yeah um, uh, when people are not vaccinated mm -hmm. but the other thing is it doesn't it doesn't necessarily prevent the spread yeah of um of the, of the of the virus it and doesn't. someone i was discussing with this with someone else and the person told me to look or the person suggested that the cases is rising amongst those who are not vaccinated and that's what, that's what he was saying yeah but yeah. i wasn't so sure about that because i haven't seen the numbers on that yeah because that would be you know that would be interesting and that will actually give the vaccine more credit right but what i know or what i think uh, how much i've read is the fact that it's just it's spreading overall even those who are vaccinated yeah. still get it or still actually pass it on yeah they just don't you know don't get really sick or this and that but they do test positive so i didn't know that oh yeah so um so um you know again get vaccine but you can still get covid uh but we have to get the numbers down <laughs> that's mm -hmm. i think that's what we want to want to do they've already fixed the first part which is uh, limit or mitigate the admission hospital admissions making sure that the hospitals don't um, get you know too full and this and that so that that problem is already fixed hopefully mm -hmm. and hopefully it stays that way right um, but they also have to uh, make um, let's say ensure that the spread goes down by either updating their vaccines so the vaccines that we have been given i'm not sure i think this is the same vaccine that they started that they rolled out in february i think it's this vaccine oh, but then you know we are like six months yeah further more research and this and that and you've also <clears throat> seen that at first pfizer for instance were 95 percent um uh covered yeah right? but i think 
reality has uh, or now since more people have had the vaccine it's a lot lower than that yeah um so you know can we get a vaccine that is uh, you know new and improved higher, yeah. yeah new and improved vaccine <laughs> and give that one to the new people <laughs> like let me get that one <laughs> let me get that kind of vaccine mm-hmm. but don't give me a vaccine that mm-hmm. from you know six months ago and mm. still force those vaccines upon us like that doesn't make no uh you know sense. exactly I, I think i've proven that i can either defeat covid or that i can handle covid we are one and a half years in i am still here <laughs> don't tell me i need the vaccine to survive give yeah. us something that will stop the spread i think that's where we have to go to now yeah right i think that you know that's the main focus give us something yeah. that will make sure that the vac the virus go- the pandemic goes down that we can all return back to our normal lives do festivals go back to office <laughs> um with something not <laughs> you know <laughs> i think people people are like crying crying for what you are saying yeah definitely no for real but definitely. you know just pushing on this vaccine vaccine get the vaccine vaccine the same vaccine six months ago it doesn't stop the spread yeah, you know and we're safe i know i know <laughs> <laughs> all right well, well, what did they say is the survival of the fittest survival of the fittest, Aren't we the fittest? yes <laughs> yes that's really what it what it is <laughs> all right well in a bit we are going uh we're shifting our topics to uh, talk about what's going on on the continent um hashtag fix the country riots in south africa uh you know the confidence in our leaders and an interesting fact that i uh, run into burnout is a mental fatigue and uh, talent drain are a threat to Nigerian startups. I'm really interested in what's going on there. Um, it seems to be rising on the continent. Um, we need to talk about that. Uh, you are listening to Africa on Focus on High Radio. Uh, let's listen to some music. We'll be right back to talk some more about what's going on on the continent. And um, yeah more of that all right and that is uh, uh bettina bonsu a talent from amsterdam upcoming artist with her record called over me shout out to uh, uh hendrix and calby who happen to be uh part of my band they produced that song and everything so i'm all the way you know supporting them and spinning their records uh over me is the record make sure that you find it on youtube and you spin that song and before that, we listened to um, uh, Obaringi with Biggie Man, Biggie Man, Biggie Man. Um, of course, you know, here's where you discover kind of, you know, songs that are quite upcoming because <laughs> we don't want any trouble with uh, YouTube. That's mm-hmm. really that's really what it is. Anyway, welcome back to Africa on Focus. You are listening to myself and Donnie. Um, here on High Radio, the uh, the voice of the next generation. High Radio is Amsterdam's most dynamic satellite and digital radio station. We promote African culture to the rest of the world. Uh, if you happen to tune into the show on Facebook, welcome. Here we are. Make sure that you follow us. Uh, and if you happen to stumble upon this show on YouTube, uh, please be sure to subscribe and share it all around so that we get the conversation going. We are really talking about, you know, vaccination and all of those things and whether you have gotten your vaccination and all of that. Really, we are keen to know how is how are things with COVID on your side of the world? Um, you know, can you go outside? Can you sleep in your own bed? You know, all of that. Just uh, let us know. And um, 
Also, uh, Africa on Focus is made possible by uh, Austin. Now, by Austin is uh, a branding and communications uh, company that helps you elevate your brand, um, creating content, and all of taking that care of this, and also the podcast element of this show. All of that is what by Austin arranges, uh, elevating your brand. And even if you're a starting base company and you need a strategy to get things started. Uh, of course that company can help you on also made possible by B artist B artist is black owned, uh, a web hosting, uh, company that also arranges, uh, your web hosting, everything that relates to web and, uh, even updates or upkeep. Uh, you could simply go to www.beartist.eu, find them. Um, you could simply hire them for a good amount to, you know, update your website, keep things going, troubleshooting, uh, all of that. They are available for you to make that happen. So that is B artist. Also, African focus is on a uh, Patreon, be a part of uh, Patreon, which is an international platform, uh, where you can support uh, Africa on focus financially so that we could grow it. Uh, we are aiming towards a first goal, uh, of growing our community to hundred people so that we can acquire a video editor and a copywriter that can help us to create more captivating and informative video content, highlighting stories of global Africans. So even while we, you know, broadcast live, there is so much to do. Uh, there is some editing to do. We can bring the videos, some, uh, some other places, all of that. And we will grow African focus to, um, at the end to a good docu-series platform to showcase how global Africans build and grow their business, creative and communities. Uh, if you want to know more, make sure that you visit patreon.com slash Africa on focus, uh, where you have access to, uh, the first episode of our podcast behind the scenes videos, and you are, will be the first to receive our podcast episodes. Uh, just like I said earlier, anyway, back to this, um, myself and Donnie, we were actually talking about, you know, uh, how he felt, you know, people should be more of caretakers of, you, of each other. Um, uh, what was the story, Donnie? You had been walking around with your open bag and nobody cared to be like, Hey bro. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it kind of like makes me feel not sad, but disappointed in the humanity, like in society, <laughs> like you guys, you guys literally w- see me walking around. And there's always like a book hanging out, right? Mm-hmm. So what if I lose my book? Huh? Then I, I think then, it, then it's the moment where people be like, Meneer, Meneer, Meneer. I think so too. But I, on their defense, I do walk with the headphones, right? So even okay. if someone goes, hey, sir, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I can't hear you. So I, I, I want that kind of, you know, that kind of care or, you know, that community feeling where yeah. people feel pressure <laughs> to even just pull you by your jacket. Hey, you, sh- you should move to a village for that, man. Or, you know, t- 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 grab that book and run after you. You always see that in movies or in cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's rather cartoons, right? Man. Why can't can, can we not have this in real life? No, I think I think it's you get that in a village. And in a village is where you have more of that feel where people are responsible for each other. For each other. It reminds me of a post of uh, Reggie Yates. Reggie Yates is like one of my favorite, favorite, you know, presenters. And he posted last time on his, um, on his wall that he, he consciously took the time to just easily walk through, through his streets and things and say hi to people, Mm. you know, and he just got the weirdest response, especially from young people. Older people were like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And sometimes, you know, it would 
you know, you put ketchup to with small talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But young people were like, dude, what are you doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> and I did comment on that. And I um, did say that it's the same thing, especially in urban areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to uh, move at some place in my life to a more village area. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still outskirts of the urban cities, but more village. And there is, you know, when you walk, um, you say hi. Yeah, we to, do say hi. Yeah, to whoever uh, bypasses you. And it doesn't even have to be a conversation, but, you know, and even Kendi, who uh, paid a visit uh, some weeks ago, she was like, what kind of town is this? It's so quiet. It's so nice. Children playing, people saying hi to you, you know, and I find that in such environments, you know, you, you have more of that feel. Same thing as even in working uh, environments where I, I used to be part of a team where it would be more adults from Mm -hmm. different cultures Mm -hmm. saying hi was just you know, the order of the day. Right. But then when it was more of a younger group, so let's say 19, 20, 21 and stuff, they'll be like, maybe even look at you in some way or even if you say hi, they'll be like, okay, giving you a kind of hi that has to deal with do I know you or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know what what that is about. I don't know Uh, if it's age or upbringing. I don't know what that that is. I really don't know. We should ask some psychologists that we have next time. Is it more age related? Since, you know, when you get the more mature you are. I I do think so. Yeah. I do think so. I do. As a a young young person, you'll be like, what am I saying hi to people? I mean. But it's also very cultural. Like, um, yeah, yeah. For instance, in Ghana, when you walk around, do we say hi to people? What I do know is that we do make eye contact and it's a friendly high co- um, eye contact too. Yeah. Whereas here in the Netherlands, I feel like you actually avoid making eye contact yeah. in the city. Yeah. So, you know, like let's say just comparing the, the, the cultures, you know, the, the Ghanaian culture and then in the um, And in you the Netherlands. always find people around uh, to help. Right. So with in Ghana. Yeah, in Ghana. So let's say you're open back, somebody would have told you. Oh, yeah. Def- that, yeah, that. Yeah. Right, like for for that, someone even though if, even in within the city <laughs> doesn't matter, more, it doesn't matter. Someone doesn't. will tell me, sir, Masato, wait, wait, <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah. wait, 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 and then exactly. he will actually fix it for you. Yeah, oh, that's also um, another thing. It's I think, um, well, I mean, then you also have this um, thing of um, contact, making physical contact. Because um, I know, like in the in the Latin community or right. even Italians, right. they make physical contact like a lot, a lot, and easily, right? Whereas here in the in in in, in Europe, in Western Europe, it's you don't more, touch oh, no people exactly. Don't touch me. <laughs> you can just say it, right? Yeah, you can yeah. Just, hey, something in your bag. You don't dare. Don't put your, dare. Yes, right. No. So you also have that aspect um, yeah. to this um, community feeling, yeah. but. For myself, since I was born in Ghana and I'm African, I do prefer, you know, like that. That type feel, of. The feeling of, you know, like other people are also, you know, watching out for you. Yeah. Um, or after you. So, I mean, I, but, I like that more. But that. isn't that while, you know, I, w- I would really love to talk to somebody who knows this type of, whether it's intercultural issues or something. But mm-hmm. I think they also generally, as far as Ghanaians are concerned, in working environments, they call us relatively kind you know because Mm -hmm. some of the things we are really um you know helping somebody we're quick to do that you know what i mean quick and and uh have a different kind of response where dutch interpreted as very kind you know what i mean yeah yeah 
um but it's it's also because it's one of it's one of the courses i had within in my foundation year of my course um this cross cultural analysis that we had to do where they would literally look at every country and then um they have an index right where um the countries is on an index of individualistic or cult um collectivist yeah yeah right so of course you will find the more so hope stayed approach right right so that that presents like you know a, a clear um understanding or um uh, example or clari- it clarifies why more collectivist people um or more collectivistic minded people are considered kind by right. the individualistic ones and the other way around they are considered selfish because <laughs> when i hear people say dutch people are selfish it's not dutch people saying it no it's not it's the others <laughs> yeah yeah it is right um saying i i think you know dutch people are so selfish and so greedy about every sense and this and that yeah but dutch amongst themselves no is the right thing to do. it's the is the way to do things <laughs> yeah we went out together we ate together this is the bill we're gonna yeah, share it together. yeah 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 you take care of yourself have that's you seen, really have you seen <laughs> ing's uh tiktok uh video i haven't i should oh, check it out oh my goodness it's so funny like they have this you know um like the tiki yeah the ab and amaru tiki but then there's a there's an ing one and they made there's an ing a, tiki yeah kind of and they right. made uh, uh i'll send it to you it's so funny okay. and what ma- even makes it more funny is the fact that it came from the ing bank bank themselves i will i didn't even think they made it but i apparently they actually posted it so i'm not sure if they made it but they definitely posted it on the ing tiktok it's the funniest thing okay ever. we uh, need to check that out okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but more more of a caring for each other more of a concern for each other is definitely something that wouldn't hurt yes wouldn't hurt and yes, as you get older please. you realize you know that's what life is about anyway yeah <laughs> and i think that is that is why the older people are more generous yeah. and open to others i think so you just realize hey it's it's fine you know getting that whatever in your career but you know hey yeah hey hey, hey. well right uh, that was some good talk let's let's go on and uh, uh see what's going on in the continent it's been quite quiet um relating the topics that come from south africa um man what's going on there <laughs> <laughs> oh, what what do you mean quiet like there are you no know, like in terms of news and, oh, yeah. and things that so i'm even like wondering is it still extreme what's going on i i think it's uh it's still it's very much strong. i mean they they've burned down a lot already right so it is quieting down but the state of emergency is also is still high mm-hmm. right they can't go a year long burn it down then you you literally going to tear africa apart but yeah you, you're right the news coverage from there has been uh, on the downside yeah yeah it has right. declined yeah but what i've know i know that the state of emergency over there is as high as as ever there's still military troops um you know surrounding all civilian uh, um, uh, cities and the areas but there are definitely still riots going on 300 deaths already so man. it's uh man it's a horror story man i 
well wouldn't be around that no uh well it seems that you know two weeks after south africa was gripped by a frenzy of looting and arson the worst scenes of violence since the advent of democracy in 1994 Oof. uh the makeshift roadblocks and mounds of rubbish in the port city of durban have been cleared away but soldiers continue to patrol tense neighborhoods devastated by a week of uh, anarchy that left more than 300 people dead wow Everything is gone, uh, people with no insurance and people being worried about the future of South Africa. Um, so the riots orchestrated emerging from a crisis meeting with national and provincial leaders. The premier of KwaZulu-Natal, if I say that correct, province, uh, Sile Zikalala, <laughs> described the situation as a catastrophe. Uh, Mr. Zikalala had earlier faced criticism for suggesting that in order to calm the situation, the authorities should release former President Jacob Zuma from prison. And it was Zuma's arrest for contempt of court, which sparked the unrest, leading to claims that his allies were seeking to overthrow South Africa's young democracy. But later, Mr. Zikalala was towing the official government line, acknowledging that the violence in his province and in the economic heartland of Gauteng started as a mobilization around the former president, but then became something uncontrollable. Uh, man, this is crazy. So it's resembling a war zone. In one of the worst affected neighborhoods, Phoenix, members of the large community of Indian origin expressed concern that racial tension had been deliberately inflamed by those orchestrating the violence and the security forces had failed to protect communities. Um, again, you know where this comes from, rallying for Zuma. Uh, Indians who first arrived in South Africa in the late 1800s, wow, that's quite a long time, as uh, intertoured laborers made up 2.6% of South Africa's population. The majority of them live in KwaZulu-Natal, in a predominantly Indian neighborhood in the town of Frerilam. Nazreen Afirbai said her husband, Mohammed Rahof Sattar, was killed at an informal roadblock set up to guard the community that's intense and video footage from the scene on a main road near the family's business showed a red car speeding directly into a crowd so these are one of the examples of the the deaths you know that are are happening it's being quite serious i think that you know 300 people is 300 people too much Many people in uh, KwaZulu-Natal's main city, Durban, shocked by the scale of the unrest, seemed convinced that there would now be a backlash against Zuma and his allies within the governing ANC. They failed. They didn't destroy the communities. It was a way of encouraging communities to become stronger. And from all different countries, said Anthony Kirkwood, a local marketing director, that relating to uh, the riots and so much more. One uh, interesting clip that I ran into was that, um, what was it? People from ShopRite, because you know ShopRite is South American uh, or yeah, South African by origin. ShopRite, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it is. Mm. And uh, the workers just started to just spread oil, you know, in front of the shop because of the, the looters that were going to come up. You know what I mean? They were like, no, you're not going to take our shop. And actually, you know, waiting upon them, you could see them slip in and everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the caption goes, you know, may your enemies be as <laughs> walk on such slippery wow. roads as. That's, that's nice. And that's a, that's, quite, quite that's smart. It's, yeah. it's not a good idea if somebody comes with a fire but yes. you know um it's it's quite of a 
of an idea to stop um the the rioting um the the sad thing i think is that you know it is a black majority who goes to malls and everywhere to root uh, to loot and they are carrying no spears no guns in fact they are the ones who um they become victims of war but it just you know i'm like okay why does it have to be the black group again that goes and you know loot and then again of course they will bring about this wrong image about you know black people um it, it is quite of a of a case whereby from from an international perspective mm -hmm. you know saying okay why you know could when is the rest you know the peace going to come for south africa um that's really how i i look at uh yeah. at it and i hope it stops man i i also hope uh, it stops but it's uh you know like situations like these right it's it's hard to grasp around the idea and um the the reasoning behind these action and and this is why psychology is so interesting <laughs> yeah and helpful and helpful right uh, because you have to understand we are dealing with individuals who somehow feel justified with their behavior mm. and their behavior in this case is looting and this and that or um like this one there were five group um five guys in a car that ran into a group of a group of people right right killing over um, um six and injuring over eight so what will make you <laughs> Get into a car with your mates. Go high speed to run into a group of people. Yeah, a group of people. Like, what is your motive? That's wickedness in the highest order. I mean, yeah, we can we can call it wickedness, but if you don't understand, because they feel justified, right? So for them, they're doing the right thing. Yeah, but you know, why is that considered the right thing for them? Good and, question. You know, to say that, let's say, you know, it's just evil. That is also like, you know, I don't understand it. It's, it is what it is mm -hmm. because the outcome of it is just not good. Right. So then it's evil. Um, but Jordan Peterson, for instance, has um, had uh, a seminar or a lecture one day where he was talking about tragedy, mm -hmm. tragedy versus evil. Mm -hmm. Tragedy happens, but evil is something different. I would consider this a tragedy, you know, where when we do this to ourselves, yeah, it's a tragedy. It is. Um, but you can stop tragedy. Mm -hmm. One of his points was tragedy. You know, we can stop. We inflict that upon ourselves. Yeah. However, evil is something different. Evil does exist, though, mm -hmm. but it's something different. And not every tragedy, not all tragedies, should be considered evil, right? Because if we consider that evil, that means that it is. It is what it is and it's that um but when we actually take time to differentiate those two we actually get to understand why a negative a negative things are happening and if we understand once we understand that and perceive that to be tragedy then we also have a way right. around that mm -hmm. it's like if once you understand why those five guys entered into that car and do that and you actually you so you find the causes of their intentions or you find their intentions and you satisfy that intentions other way 
you actually prevent them into you know from stepping into the car and actually doing that but we live in a society where this takes time this there is are the consequences problem. to the the acts that probably would have been or have been done already in things yeah but it is like it takes time to get into the mind or it takes time to to uh to find the intentions of all of us yeah. right of course you're dealing with such a huge group we all have different minds and we all are persuaded differently mm-hmm. even probably some of the the guys were christians some of them could have been muslim right regardless of their religion they still you know commit these things what we considered or someone who considered evil or yeah. tragedy right so these things are all happening um but and it's you know it's just too time consuming the world we don't have time for these things that's why a lot of things happen with us and especially with black people because we're dealing with so many other stuff that prioritize our, our own mental health it does yeah it's it's quite of a luxury to be able to uh, yeah deal with the the mental or at least that's how i see it it is and it's so important that you just said that because that's the thing finding time for your mental health is actually a luxury it is um and i'm actually getting to understand that more mm-hmm. somehow i i made time for it uh, um you know i have like i'm really into my mental health sure right? sure so and obviously because here we have the room to do that yeah <laughs> yeah but on you know on the other hand i also realize how much i've had to sacrifice other stuff mm. other things in order to get this right and it's and i yeah. never really stood by it because i was like i'm i'm doing what i feel like it's you know it's right or what i deem to be uh to be right for myself to do yeah but i realized that other people don't get there because they prioritize the other stuff yeah and they feel pulled by the other stuff more than their own mental health yeah and that luxury they cannot have that luxury because they're dealing with so much more other things, things that, yeah um right so yeah it's definitely the fact that our mental health or finding time for your mental health and it's, it's a luxury can you have that <laughs> kind of luxury when you in a in an economy and in a, in a country where the economy is in a recession no you definitely won't have that kind of can you have um that luxury for your mental health when you're within a nation that doesn't um secure jobs for their graduates no you don't mm. you won't have that time um same when it, in a country where your your country or that nation doesn't provide the infrastructure to um run global exactly. economy yeah you will not have time for that um you know for that mental health so it's 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 hard it's hard yeah it <laughs> you, is you know it's it's hard and uh, it is very passionate about this too very much yeah yeah definitely you are <laughs> you are very passionate about it yeah. oh man in the meantime uh i really want to apologize to people that you know tuned in through facebook uh, i didn't realize we were actually live on facebook so thank you slim for giving me the heads up um so i really have to uh, you know share some comments uh to people that have been listening precious nana gold shout out to you who are saying you both are looking good especially my lady thank you very much for that uh for that compliment precious nana gold shout out to you from antwerp 
uh, from where you are listening. Let us know how it, how you are doing through this uh, COVID thing and how it is in your environment. Uh, Fifi, uh, also shout out to you. who just said, I just had my first shot yesterday here in Italy. From 6th of August, you don't have the certificate of the vaccination. You will not be allowed to chop restaurants, cinemas, etc. Well, you know, Italy was quite in the heart of all the craziness. So, you know, there I wouldn't even... I'll be like, okay, let I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll see it. Because the cases there were a bit, you know... Oh, yeah. Uh, mean. Oh, Italy was one of the first countries that suffered. Oh, man. Yeah, they went down real quick. It was a purge among the old people as well, you yeah, know? Nah. That yep. was bad. That was bad. Uh, Mena Ama, shout out to you, lady. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Always. Who says, no, the vaccines are not updated. They are all in trial phase. And I know, Mena Ama, I think you also work in health. So you have quite an idea of how that goes. Uh, and that relates to once we talked about, you know, they should update, yeah. you know, the vaccinations and things. It's about time. And um, also GH Kings, uh, GH King, shout out to you. You are welcome back, Ms. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, Linda, Linda in Trum, who says, you know what? Hoping uh, I'm here in Ghana and we are having fun out here. Corona is all poli- political business. And at the same time, World War Three, we have to pretend uh, fighting. OK, that's uh, that's really, really serious. And Ghana for uh, make wanna talk I'm easy, which is uh, slim slim, which is this pigeon thing. Man, the pigeon thing, you know, pigeon, <laughs> just like that BBC pigeon. I understand it once I read it out loud. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, you couldn't like say it yourself. Not from on top of my head. I could make it pigeon-ish, but not mm, like. Okay. Oh. Probably the person that speaks proper English would be like, "Girl, what are you? What are you talking about?" Um, <laughs> or the one who speaks pigeon is like, what are you? Talking what are you talking about? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's. I I always find it such a what's it called? I don't know. Such a language that is quite. It's quite tough. I find it like when men talk it, it's nice, but when a lady starts talking, it's like, what are you saying, man? <laughs> Am I really? right? You know what? You're right. Well, yeah. Right. I, it's like <laughs> you know slang. It's when I um hear females <laughs> you know using slang i always look twice yeah, like, it's not that i don't expect it or they shouldn't yeah but i don't know somehow it's it's just different. more proper when <laughs> it's you know let the man use it <laughs> you know females please don't say that too loud don't don't <laughs> you can you can but <laughs> don't let me get dragged on twitter for <laughs> exactly for for this but i get what you're saying i i i have the same i have the same thing and um i've I've heard more men say that like you know slang with with you know coming from some women it's just somehow i i do think it can be attractive though okay i think it it just there has to be a place for it right that's it okay it has to it's like for myself i don't use slang every day or whenever however um wherever i don't do that there are times and place for for that for you using slang and i mean with a lady uh, yeah i mean if if the conversation requires slang then cool but you have people that just use slang in the most (laughs) setting random like like, ah, why 
<laughs> you could have just said that in normal Dutch or you know just normal English. Yeah, you didn't have to. <laughs> I know, right? Throw those <laughs> in there. Um, but when a lady does that, when a man does that, you like ah, uh, he's doing too much. Right. But when right. a lady does that, I kind of like feel oh that's unattractive. Right. And I right. think that's where the uh, that's where the alarm goes off, right? Yeah, it's like ah, Debbie. Maybe Debbie, there's something up there's wrong. No, no. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Uh, all right. Well, almost ending off. Uh, you know, African focus hashtag fix the country has been you know uh, a serious topic here on our show where we are um, you know interacting with so many uh, Ghanaians around the world and also you know on the motherland itself on how fix the country is affecting. Uh, people and how the voice of the youth especially the youth that are using twitter to you know really uh, gain its focus we had love to you know had um mario bo come into the show but i um we we have to uh he couldn't make it for some reason uh but we'll definitely follow up with that on him how you know twitter is used and the voice of the youth is rightfully used uh, in their case, it's even worse for Nigerians because Twitter probably most mostly has been banned. I do still see my Nigerian people that I follow tweeting, but um, you know there is almost the government is has limited it very much. Yeah. Uh, well, fix the country uh, demo will come up despite upsurge in coronavirus cases. Let's see what's going on. Uh, the leadership of the hashtag fix the country movement has said it will still proceed with its planned demonstrations against the government despite the latest rise in COVID-19 figures. Um, the group, which had intended to pour out on the street last month over the failure of successive governments to fix the prevailing challenges of Ghana, were restrained by the Ghana Police Service on grounds of a surge in COVID-19 cases. Given the fact that Ghana's cases are much higher than before, uh, there are worries that the planned protests slated for August could be a super spreader which could constitute grounds for its halt. However, spokesperson for the fixed the fixed Ghana movement, Anthony Moke, in an interview with Class News said the group is resolved to go ahead with their demonstration in strict compliance with the COVID-19 protocols. He added that his group ought to be allowed to exercise their rights just as the largest opposition NDC did a couple of days ago and a couple of months ago because even you know December time yeah they were wild he said as of now we haven't been given any red light to stop our demonstration uh the COVID is our concern but still the demonstration should come on um it is the president or the police that can tell us not to demonstrate but we have had several demonstrations and funerals in this country that is fact (laughs) and so we'll fix the country demonstration for just one or two hours burn down the country i think things must be put in place to make sure we observe COVID 19 protocols meanwhile president nanado dankwa akufuado has stressed that the wearing of masks in public places is mandatory and anyone who flouts this law will have him or herself to blame. He bemoaned and described as troubling that the high compliance rate of mask wearing had declined drastically. Failure to adhere to the COVID-19 protocols, according to the president, has led to the upsurge in COVID-19 cases in the country. And addressing the country on COVID-19 for the 26th time on Sunday, uh, last Sunday, the president said it is extremely troubling to note that the high compliance rate with a mask wearing has fallen alarmingly the wearing of masks in public places 
fellow Ghanaians continues to be mandatory. There are no exceptions to this rule and strict conformity with this protocol will be enforced. Anyone found to be flouting this directive will have him or herself to blame. We cannot afford anyone's recklessness to endanger the lives of the majority of persons in the country. Uh, man, uh, this is quite of a thing. We would really like to know for the last couple of minutes that we're going on. Mena Ama and all of you based in uh, in Ghana, what is your impression on this? And, um, and also, you know, uh, the protests, do you think it should, you know, go on or not? And uh, do you think something should be done about this? I think, you know, the right to protest should still remain, right? What do you think? Yeah, definitely. They should. I mean, they should. I think they should. They should demonstrate. I think it's uh, it's necessary yeah. for them to go out there. Because, I mean, you know, having a media campaign is one thing. But just going out and do the actual work, it's yeah. also another thing. So, it's, it's very... Um, if they... Do you want to make changes or if they do want to um, go ahead with the idea which i think it's a you know it's a good idea ghana needs this kind of um um incentive it's kind of like you know it puts pressure on the power structure so that that is a good thing um so i think they have to push ahead with it and go out there to demonstrate peacefully right. and of course i do so know or suspect that there will be instances where um it will let's say get out of the uh, out of hand but mm -hmm. again that is it's the same thing we face here when we have a black lives matter protest or uh protest for racial injustice is that you have the extremists whether they are from the community so black people right. themselves or from the other side that comes around to mess things up right so you know we go go from a peaceful protest to something that wasn't planned yeah i just hope that it will not happen for them mm. and i do um and i also i want them or i hope that they also have from their community of um, protesters that they have surveillance amongst who is with them and what are they doing yeah like take care of each other and make sure no one is doing anything crazy right 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 because hey if you mess this one up then that pressure you are applying to the power structure just goes right back to right back to you, yourself yeah. and look at what you guys are doing and no, no, no. then it's done yeah. then like that's over um but yeah they have to they have to go out there and actually give it their all but also surveil um, um each, each other yeah carefully I, I agree. I yeah, agree. I yeah. really, I would really like to to hear from you who are based in uh, based in Ghana. Yeah, will they go? Will you go and protest? Um, you know, are you a youth? Do you see that it it somehow you know benefits um, yourself, your community, or anything of that? We would really like to know um, how um how it is shout out to linda who says sister ghana make hard ankasa where you have money you will make it here and be happy why it is not like that in amsterdam um true you know here um you don't necessarily have to have money you know even though amsterdam is quite expensive expensive you know um let's just say you know your road to you know one of the example from graduation to getting any job yeah is is relatively you know okay yeah. you know you get your degree you are 
higher chance you get a job <laughs> you get a job even if it's below your your pay grade you exactly. get something you, yep it will be a struggle for some time to really get you know what you deserve and um exactly. th- that's really the part that you know fix the country or the campaign is really pushing for you know what yeah. i mean because actually a country is is uh not as good as its average person no. you know what i mean uh you can go forth and have this lavish life but if in terms of the regular thing of road and health and things are not right we have to be honest and say that you know it cannot make up for the average person and therefore it's not fully successful no not not even not even near (laughs) not even near Uh, yeah successful not Uh, even near that yeah i mean uh, also, uh, Linda Trum uh, also is uh, saying that, you know, it's the country really needs to be fixed. G8 Kings is saying, Miss, here is not easy at all. We are on hell on earth right now here. Are you going to the demonstration? I want to know that. Are you, is anyone going to the demonstration? Uh, let's, uh, let's see that. We would really like to hear. Are you going to demonstrate, uh, you know, so that government can wake up and, and do something uh men i'm saying miss when was the last time you visit gh we are surfing right here the sun is hot and the system to make hot here as well <laughs> oh man it is hot 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 will you be protesting uh men will you be doing something about it do you think it is necessary and uh what what do you feel could be also be done you know from leading of uh that campaign or should we be like, uh, like I'm seeing even here reading from Diana Samoa who says, God is the only one who can fix the country. <laughs> Could we go that, uh, go that, who is a gospel musician, of course. Um, and, you know, she's admonishing Ghanaians to look to God. She says, you know, um, basically what she said is she believes that with God, all things are possible. And as people, mm-hmm. we have to understand and seek his face in times of trouble. And she said that we need to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and desist from relying on our own understanding of men. She insisted that when the organizers trust in God and seek his face, they would get what they are asking for. The organizers? Um, yeah. Yeah. How about the politicians? I'm sure some politicians are pastors and stuff. Yeah. How come there is no system in place? The working system. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's when people put God in the mixture, I'm like... We we believe in him. We have faith. There are how you know, many churches? Look at how many right. Yeah. Look at how many national prophets <laughs> we have in plenty, Ghana. plenty. Right. So you know to say that you know with God there is a way and this and that. I'm like, uh, I mean, God is probably there. Like, no, no, no. He's, this this one. He's there looking is at yours. us like you know. You I've, know what I've, are you doing about he's it? He's like, I've made heaven. Heaven is here. Right. I fixed heaven. But this is yours. This is yours. Right. Take dominion over it and fix it, and you know, you know, like do do it for yourself, not for me. Yeah. Um. And with that attitude, I think it will be a lot more helpful than you know, go and mm-hmm. seek God's face, go and seek each other's face. Yeah. Um. To fix that. Very um, much. To do that. Very much so. And uh, Mena Ama saying, you know, she's in Kumase, and if it's if it's happening in Kumase, she would definitely go. do it. Yeah. Um. That's right. That's right. That's right. Will we definitely be uh, following? You know, fix the country. Uh, it is something really serious, especially you know when it comes to the youth, uh, in Ghana, and uh, ensuring that you know something really, really must be done uh, about this. We'll be continuing to talk about it, raise the topic, and uh, highlight this issue. 
since it concerns uh, the motherland. Um, Hits FM Amsterdam says, Sister Abba, we are in Ghana now fixing waters and helping our people. The conditions here and the systems are really bad if you come in from outside. And now Ghanaians has wishing up more than before. Right. That is one. So the fixing water, the fixing the waters, um, what what are some of the, the, the ways that that one, that one is being fixed? Um, I do know, you know, of one thing, for instance, a family member with their neighborhood, they started to clean the neighborhood, you know, as, as one of the, the things that the neighborhood is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, these are some of the example that people are taking into their own hands, but you know, how far can you go? How right. can you continue? Should you do it every year, you know, yourself while you are taxpayers? You know, these are questions that also come along. So we really like to hear from you. Um, and picking up on that hashtag fix the country. You are listening to uh, Africa on focus. We're uh, almost rounding up our, uh, our talk for today. We just, uh, having such a good time being back at the studio. It feels good. It feels right all the way as we are talking about what's happening on the continent. Are you getting vaccinated? We would really like to know from wherever you are in the world so that we can uh, talk about this and maybe convince you or convince you not that uh, to to have yours. Latest uh, topic that I just want to share and maybe we can, you know, continue with it uh, next week is uh, that um, that actually, you know, business owners are suffering burnouts. One example is uh, in October 2020, Yamo Omorogbe suffered burnout at the time of the hashtag NSARS protests. So NSARS protests, you know, was one um, in Nigeria, which, you know, went to its crazy peak. I don't think NSARS hashtag could be fully compared to the Fix the Country one because that one is... It's slight different topic, and I, for me, I don't believe you know Ghanaians will take it there. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, well, her weary state of mind was ex- uh, exacerbated by the Lekki toll gate killing, where tens of young Nigerians were killed by policemen and members of the army for protesting against police brutality. Wow. Uh, it does not help that she lives a few minutes away from the Lekki toll gate. Uh, which was such a jarring time, a stressful time for her. So burnout is generally described as a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress, ultimately leading to lower productivity and inability to meet constant demands. Uh, this is what we know. Um, we have talked about it you know, earlier on the show, also with uh, um, psychologist Raisa Kumaga. Um, this is an example where Omorogbe is a co-founder and CEO of Bamboo, which is a tech startup that provides Nigerians with real-time access to buy U.S. and global stocks. She had to weather through the mental exhaustion that comes with building the startup founded in 2019 in Nigeria. Just in its early stages, the Y Combinator-backed company had to raise funding and thrive during COVID-19 pandemic with its different versions of lockdowns, deaths, and panic. And the last straw for her was the end of the year when the NSART, hashtag NSART protest began. Her mental fatigue and burnout left her drained and drudging through tasks, struggling to be productive. So my question then is, if this is her case, then how many others, you know, are even even under the hashtag fix the country are going through this, but might not have any idea you know that yeah. this is going on yeah 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 uh, and and also the other thing is um it it may like for her i think 
did she get diagnosed with she, she knows uh, she knows that, that's a good question um because other people would not even you know pay like attention to that um aspect it will show in other ways it's either they're like you know they they literally give up <laughs> um or i don't know somehow they resort to something else whether mm. addiction or some you know some other um stuff or they'll just they'll become what lazy and unfruitful like you wake up you just sit at home the whole day no inspiration yeah meanwhile so you actually a gra- um, a graduate and this and that you fin- you you know you finished your bachelor's two years ago be struggling to find a job and yeah. then covid hit and then fix the country hit and this and that now every day you wake up you look at your mom in the face good morning she says good morning yeah that's it and then you go back to sleep that for weeks and you don't yeah. even know that's that's burnout too um right you cannot be productive you don't have the mental um strength um energy motives yeah. um to go out there and make something of yourself you are mentally drained you are exhausted of, of all these yeah. things that have been happening around you so yeah so i would say even though these people um right um, um are actually um, um burnout but they will not consider themselves mm-hmm. nor will their mom or their society consider um, um these individuals are uh, um you know like suffering from a burnout but mm-hmm. you know if you do look into the things that they have experienced or they're going through they are mm-hmm, definitely mm-hmm. Um, right mentally drained. yeah right right so, right uh, on that note we should really take that one to uh to next week um and really talk about you know more of that and really getting that on uh shout out to hits fm amsterdam who says i swear something is wrong with your page i see the number of people responding and the number of people commenting it doesn't uh match you know it is because facebook is being quite um um hard to get let me just say it that way um the 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 thing with facebook you know it has quite some um um restrictions and we have been quite guilty of playing particular songs that we shouldn't be playing <laughs> uh without registering so um I think that's the reason why some of the things are being held back and also the the many shares that we arrange but we will work on that and uh, provide also a way where we can you know communicate on youtube because that offers us uh, more freedom so i think uh, next week we will come on facebook though but then we'll share a link uh that will bring it to youtube so that we can have the discussions and really what we should and uh, really grace this with uh, the the comments that we really deserve yeah Oh man, I think that's the first time that we have been able to talk on every news flash point. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually, you know, we trimmed it down. <laughs> we trimmed it down. Definitely, definitely. Uh well, we've reached the end of uh, Africa on Focus. Any plans for this week, Donny? August, first week of August, right? First week of August, yes. Is it a uh, break? No, nothing new. Okay. <laughs> okay okay well uh well you know it's it's the, it's a normal week of making sure that we stay safe uh african focus this is where we share our success stories uh in case you miss any episode you can also listen to our recaps on our streaming platforms spotify uh itunes uh, all of that and anchor google Podcasts, and all of that you can find us there uh, of course, uh, www.highradio.nl, you can find us there and listen to the recap. And if you really want to see some visuals, just simply go to High Radio NL on YouTube and watch the recap. We are logging off. Make sure that you find uh, 
DM me on Instagram at ms.aba or, uh, you know, uh, Miss Abba, this is Miss Abba. You can find me uh, on Facebook as well so that we stay connected. I want to give a special shout out to uh, Mena Ama. Thank you for being one of our loyal listeners. We appreciate you so much. Uh, also, shout out to GH Kings, who's always down to share. Linda Trum, also shout out to you. Hits FM Amsterdam, uh, we thank you so much for interacting with us. A very big, big shout out to you from wherever you are. Make sure that you tune in with us next week. Precious Nana Gold from Antwerp, also a shout out to you for interacting uh, uh, with us. And shout out to Slim, who is, you know, at the background. Uh, making sure that all of the uh, things go right. We are ending off um, Africa Focus. That is it today. Um, I think we are just uh, rounding up with some, uh, uh, was it dancehall vibes or anything? No, let me just do this stand, this Stoneboy thing because I'm sure that... Oh, by the way, Sakari has a new album out. No pressure. They have been talking about it for crazy. Have you heard it yet? Have you listened to it Oh, yet? the album? Oh, yeah. Yep, okay, I've uh, listened. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk about it next week, and then see what you think. Here they have been talking about it on High Street Entertainment, which, by oh, the yeah. way, High Street Entertainment returns every Saturday. Mm-hmm. On Friday, Gary will be back with Y Zone, bringing you the latest of international hip hop, okay. and also Sylvia Kennedy is on a break right now with East African Sounds. Uh, on Saturday, High Street Entertainment, also Afro Bongo with uh, Royal, the CEO, who uh, taps into some of the history uh, things of African, which are worth knowing. And he also uh, takes you back to some good African vintage sounds uh, for those people that really, really know music. Uh, so make sure that you look out for that. Keep sharing, keep interacting with High Radio, uh, the platform with the voice of the next generation. Uh, let's round. Thank you for listening to Africa on Focus. We air live every Sunday on High Radio from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time. Join the Africa on Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa on Focus or visit www.africaonfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Abba. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle. <laughs>